Okay, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Bet Online, our exclusive wagering partner. Bet Online, of course, where you get all your action on NFL football, NBA basketball, about to get started up in the coming weeks here. And Bet Online AG is the place you want to go. More options to wager than anywhere else online. So online today, take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the code CLNS50 when you go to betonline.ag. Once again, betonline.ag, code CLNS50 to get you 50% off your initial deposit. All right. Hey, guys. I missed you. No, you didn't. Stop lying. I did not. But I don't think you missed me either. So so it's a wash. <laughs> we'll see what the We'll see what the comments say. John's going to come in swinging on this one. I already know. No, no, no. I mean, this was a hard game. in a bad way. We're talking about it on the thread, right? This was a hard game to figure because, you know, it almost got away from them. It was really uninspired second half, and then they flipped a switch late. Tatum, bucket, 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 and that was it. Great, great, great um, defensive uh, possession there on the Wizards' last possession, trapping Beal. They had nothing to do and nowhere to go. That was terrific. So the late-game execution was outstanding, and it – Again, we talk about this how often, you know, every single late, every single late game situation we come into, what's our argument? Settling, you know, settling for the shot. What did Tatum do yeah. this time? Boom, drove it. Go That's the what rim. You, want. Yeah. you know, you know what? You know what, Don? I'll, I'll do you one better. Well, how about a couple of minutes before that, right? It's a tight game. You know, he's got the ball in his hands. Everyone's expecting him to do his thing. And what does he do? He throws a, a he hits the weak side, right? Yeah. Find Shemmy Oljale in the corner, but not for him to hit the three. Well, I guess it was for his own discretion. You know, it was up yeah. to Shemmy, but Shemmy to, you know, the hockey assist to, to Shemmy to Tice down low, boom, to the free throw line. Yep. And then Washington tries to force the Celtics to do what they think that they don't want to do, right? Which is, of course, have Daniel Tice take open jump shots. And what happens? He hits four in a row. Just you know, way. <laughs> that, that's incredible for this team. But, like, talk about for, for this team's motivation, for, for the way they've, uh, uh, you know, surrendered games in the fourth quarter so many times, especially. And they were so close to. They were and so they close. almost did it. But, yeah. man, talk about someone like Daniel Tice. That goes a long way. That performance goes a long way. And it certainly resonates with the rest of the team. Joe Sway, yeah. wasn't it reminiscent of another Celtics big man four years ago being left wide open on every play against this team? Same oh. coach. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they just let him get going. Now, that happened earlier in the game. But. They yes. literally left Tice wide open underneath on that first layup, and then he got three jumpers to go in short yeah, order. It was just, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was, it was that's just money for him right there. That's Brad, Brad's been, Brad's been preaching that all season. Those cross the court pass, you know, hitting the weak side. How, how that opens up opportunities for the team, you know. Yeah, I love you. I love you pointing out Shemmy's play late because we'll, we'll get into Tatum, but. The first shot by Shemi gave Boston a chance. And then right. that weak side play you talked about, the handoff, the nice pass on the roll, that's what initiated this comeback. And you know Jason Tatum can do all that, but can Javante Green and Shemi Ojale in those spots score in the clutch? They needed to tonight with that lineup that they had out there. I wasn't sure if that was going to work, and it did in a big way. I mean, this is this is probably the best closing effort we've seen from this team all year in a close game. It was like, I mean, just look at it. If you go at 103.96, okay, 103.96, they're down seven with three, with three to go there. You had that, you know, where, with the Daniel Tice, uh, uh, set, turned into that Daniel Tice foul there. Uh, then you have 
Actually, I'm going to pick it up 106.98 after the Westbrook three. I thought that's the day. Yeah, that's the day. Yeah. You know, after that, like how, like the talk about, you know, uh, demoralizing a team, you know, that's just trying yeah. to stay in it. Yeah. You're like, give him that all day. You, that's mm-hmm. exactly what you're game planning for. You want him to take that. I thought that was the dagger. And then from there, Javante makes a really tough uh, drive. Uh, Semi makes that th- to cut it to six. Semi makes that three. Uh, it was yeah. basically uh, uh, Westbrook then turns it over. Tatum steals it. Uh, Ojale makes the three. Then it goes uh, Tatum. Trades buckets with Lopez, uh, then Beal, Tatum again, Tatum again, Tatum again, and that was it. Boom, 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 all down the stretch. Amazing. What, what, what was that? What was that? What was that first one though? That that was the tough one, right? The tough three pointer that he made. Yeah, uh, the, contested, the contested three. Man, that was like that's a superstar play. The the end of the game, driving to the hoop when your team needs a basket the most, you know, with, with authority. That's a superstar play. The dunk, you know, posterizing someone the way he did early in the fourth quarter. When your team continues to struggle at the beginning of the fourth quarter, we saw that again tonight. Superstar play, man. Like, I, I can't say enough about what I saw from Tatum tonight, but not just from uh, what we see for him scoring-wise, but, again, opening up opportunities for others. And, of course, that led to easy opportunity, easy Which, buckets for him. And, again, this was trending. And, you know, and for everybody who knows Bobby there, wearing a mask, holding the microphone, he's at the Garden. Uh, checking out this game. We got a lot of home games, so we will have guys at the games uh, throughout. It'll Fans are coming back soon, and that's going to be kind of interesting here because that experience is going to change a little bit, which is great. Um, so we're looking forward to more. And lo and behold, who saw this coming? Oh, Jimmy man. Could not what a surprise. <laughs> Kid, I'm putting you back in your perch. Top right. There you go. Gritted it out. Had a coffee. Wait, let's, yeah, let's he did what he needed to do. I- that's, that's game, game, like winners. game winners will bring Jimmy back. I, I like it. Jimmy, I got to with a coffee. Come on. With about, <laughs> with about three minutes left, there was no chance I was coming on the show. But the way it ended, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't not stay away. I had to just pop on at least. And, you know, this is the type of win that, you know, Celtics fans have been clamoring for since 2020. So, uh, this is a game that I could do. <laughs> you, know, you, know that, you know what that means, guys. It's that, been a that, long that means- wait. That means before the three-minute mark, Jimmy was throwing stuff at his TV. That's what that means. <laughs> well, this was close, this was close to being the kill Tatum game, right? Because he came out right. and scored you yeah, know, yeah. early, and it was like, okay, good. You need this with Jalen out, right? And then he just disappeared. You know, While Beal, Beal goes off, all of a sudden Beal's at 44 points, and Tatum's stuck at 23, and he hadn't moved. And he hadn't yeah. done anything in a while. And the shooting percentage was going down, and I was like, okay, this was – Tatum's eight of eighteen with twenty three points, and Beal's doubled them up right now, and they're heading towards a loss. This was another embarrassing performance this in front of this boy, until he turned it around. There, you know what? Uh, as stunned as I am, I mean, did you? I'm sure you guys talked about the final, the final play. No reaction from Tatum there. What, what was he so pissed off about? I mean, that that layup with the foul to take the lead with four seconds left. I mean. It's okay to smile. It's okay to. I know. I know we haven't had that many reasons to be happy, but damn, was that was that? The well, they had to get back to... and get a stop. I was surprised they got the stop on the other end, the way Beal had been scoring. Yeah, I mean, doesn't that's exactly what you want to see from Tammy. I mean, this guy, I saw before the game, no one's played more minutes in February than Tatum. So he is gassed. He is winded. This All Star break could not come soon enough, and I know it's not really a break because he's going to Atlanta, but it'll certainly be nice for him to get some time off. But well deserved. I mean. That is the closer, Jason Jason Tatum, that we've seen rarely this season, but we've seen bits and pieces of oh, the what? way he fin- the way he took control and took over the game. That is the mark of a superstar number one player, 
And we've all we've all been asking over the last few weeks, do the Celtics have one of those guys? I know a lot of people have been starting to wonder if they just have two like two Robins instead of a Batman. And I'm not going to just say because of this game that all of a sudden Jason Tatum's you know bona fide superstar. But these are the types of performances down the stretch, coming back, you know, um, you know, putting the team sort of on your back in a way and, and taking over. That's what you look for, and and you hope to see more and more of that to come. But Jimmy, I mean, obviously, good good sign. Jimmy, though, yeah. look, look look at what we got in the banner there. We'll never know how many assists he got, but turnovers that they make the John Banner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. Well, that was another reason why I wasn't coming. I was like, I don't know if I can sit through another show of John just bashing uh, Tatum from start to finish. So. <laughs> how many uh, assists did he have, John? The assists don't make it in it because assists are not relevant. He had three of them tonight, okay? Oh, okay. Four, four turnovers is high. Three assists is unremarkable. So you pick the stats yeah. that tell a story. That's true. Okay, that's, true. that's how you. That's how the game is we played. Didn't, we didn't. We didn't get the uh, two point two point field goal stat only. We didn't get that one today. So that's no. good. So you, you can make a good point, John. I know what we would have been talking about if that Tatum performance went the way it was looking for a little bit. We would have been talking about him pregame saying, "Oh, am I going to do the three point shootout? Yeah. Am I going to do the skills competition?" And he's been in such a slide. Yeah. You know, people weren't going to love hearing that, but he dug deep for this dunk? one definitely. Yeah, like that got it going. I, I didn't love that heavy throw up at the end of the first, but the more I watch him and the more we get frustrated with the shot selection and all this stuff, when I see a play like down the stretch, him spinning away from Beal into that fadeaway dish, like nothing but net, absolute splash. I mean, there's a poetry to this guy's game that you don't see a lot around the league. Like it, it just, it occasionally gets beautiful. It really does. And there's not many guys left who dance around the mid-range, you know, do some of those things with fadeaways. And, you know, I, I don't want to say Kobe Bryant-esque, but there's not many guys left with that fluidity and that motion to their game. It's a lot of pull-up threes, that kind of stuff. And tonight, we don't see it consistently enough yet, but tonight you do see that with Tatum. Like, this was a special performance from him. Well, we were talking, Bobby, and, and guys jump in here, because, I mean, Josue, you were out there in L.A. last year during that big kind of, you know, the, the 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 game where he went off, you know, and it's kind of like that massive <clears throat> moment. And around this time last year, heading into, you know, this period, you know, pre-shutdown, I mean, he's he is all of that stuff you're talking about, he was doing with regularity. And we were talking about it, that we haven't seen the same guy since the shutdown at all. And that's in the bubble and the first 30 games this year. Granted, he missed some with COVID, but that, you know, I'm going to do anything I want to do and make every shot right in your face and just break your spirit and demoralize you. You know, I mean, it's asking a lot for a guy to constantly make ridiculously difficult shots, but that's what he was doing. And when you do that, you're literally just ripping people's soul out. I mean, that's what, that's why these guys, these killers, Lillard, Curry and these guys, they're they're pulling up from 40 feet. You're like, what am I supposed to do to defend these guys? Tatum had that mojo going last year where it was like, why do I bother guarding him? He's just going to hit all of it. And I don't know if, you, you know, the, the problem is you fall in love with that a little bit. They start to not fall. All of a sudden, you're a guy who's taking bad shots. It just feels like he hasn't been there. So, you know, I like tonight. I like what he did late. I like the closing stuff. And, you know, it is a like, it, as you said, it's a glimpse. It's not all the way. But it's right. a glimpse of the stuff that you want to see him do on a regular basis that it felt like he was doing. I mean, he was. it felt like he was automatic 40 at this point last year. Well, like we yeah, said no, last no question. Yeah. And that was that was before and after the All-Star break, right, John? Yes. Like, like, was, Heading know, in and right before, after. Yeah, and once it was official, like, I, I remember mentioning this on the Guard Report. Like, it was like a different approach before the games. He was, like, saying, you know, talking to the media a little more, more friendly, big smiles, like, 
the way he carried himself. So, yeah, I think, look, the, the last couple of months, I've, I've noticed that Tatum trying to get back to being that guy and obviously doing it in a way that we were questioning him. And that was me, especially the last couple of games, thinking, look, you have to do what's best for this team. What Mike Gorman said, you know, I, I tend to agree with that. You know, you know, maybe that he doesn't go out there and, and doesn't make his teammates better, but I don't think he was necessarily trying to put an emphasis on that. And now he's doing a little bit of both. He wants to be that killer that the Celtics need him to be in the fourth quarter. And obviously when you saw those games where he, you know, it took him uh, 20 shots or well over 20 shots to get to 20 points and the percentage wasn't great and he's jacking up these tough threes. But when they go in, they're, it's devastating. Like you said, like those are the shots that can really demoralize a team. Of course, Bradley Bill had plenty to say on the other end in this one, in this particular case, but that doesn't always happen. You don't always have a stone cold killer on the other end. And of course, even when they did have a stone cold killer in, in Bradley Bill, Jason Tatum did his thing, was able to close his thing out. But again, he needed help. Daniel Tice hit four straight you know, jump shots that the Wizards were wanting him to take, and he made all four of them. That's a big play. You know, uh, that's what superstars do. See this, we talked about this briefly in the last episode because we were we were pretty critical of Tatum, deservedly so. It it looked it looked like then that when Joe Sway, we, we talked about how the how his like his wind up to the shot is almost like so predictable. It's like you know when he's about to take the shot and defenders can sort of No, Tatum, sorry. Oh Tatum, oh when he's dribbling, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I don't, I don't again, I don't know if that's just him being tired or what, but we've we've been seeing him almost be like a step slow, not just you know, moving up and down the court, but with the shot. And he's been sort of relying on his length to shoot over over players, not necessarily, um, you know, his quickness to, you know, get that separation. So it was good for me, at least, to see him, you know, drive a little bit, and especially on that last possession, uh, instead of relying on, like, the turnaround fadeaway jumper that he doesn't seem to get good, you know, a good good looks on. I mean, I don't think he's been hitting that shot um, with at a very good clips, specific, you know, especially since coming back from COVID. So, I mean, that, those are kind of things you need to do to get going is to, you know, get that contact, drive to the rim, like kind of like how we see Kemba do. Another guy who I thought, you know, another solid performance from Kemba tonight too. Mike so, and Scott um, are still looking for that foul. <laughs> yeah. No. Didn't hear it. <laughs> he, he didn't let it go either. Like, it was just like – Two straight minutes there, like, and, and we're getting a free throw. And I'm like, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Jimmy too. <laughs> I did like a triple take. I'm like, about so much. Yeah. like, I missed that. Like, I don't see them lining up. Like, what are you talking no, about? No, no. Plus, plus, the play, right? Right right before the timeout, I'm staring at the referee. No one called a foul. I'm like, what is Scal talking about? Yeah. <laughs> but how about the play before when he falls out of bounds? They go to a replay there. I mean, that didn't need to be a replay at all. And that's that's what we were talking about with the Pelicans game last Sunday. Just the pacing in that spot completely screwed up. And you know what? That probably helped the Celtics. They got a whole timeout out of that replay, set something up. It took Tatum a long time to get that inbounds pass in, but they had a nice motion there to get into Pritchard and work it out to Tatum on that right wing. And uh, it, it was just the kind of execution we haven't seen from this team in a long time down the stretch there. That's really all there is to it. few stops. Defense wasn't great tonight, but offensively is what they're looking for improvement-wise right now, so you'll take all of that. Hold on, hold on. Are Mike Back and the building? Yeah. What's up? Are they in the building for the home games? Or are they calling? Yeah, yeah, Bobby. Did you hear? Did you have you heard Scal yet? Did he do his post game hit because he screams. Did you hear him? No, I haven't. I mean, they're usually like right below the balcony here, but they move them. I think they're getting ready to bring fans in here. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, because he usually does his post game right below you. But yeah. no, one, one last thing on Scal too. Again, with the uh, the, the what was it the block 
that was clearly hit the glass first. And he it was, was like, oh, close. I actually thought what he thought too. I first. didn't like the call. Did yeah. You know? I thought Tatum got it clean and Rob caught it. Yeah. That's Tatum exactly block. what Brad was saying. Yeah. But I and, thought the first time with the first block, it was clearly on the glass though. You didn't see that. And, and then that. the one replay they showed, it looked like Tatum either picked it right off the glass or it was simultaneous. It was closer in real time. I thought Tatum, Tatum off the glass, then Rob. I thought, I thought, the complaint was valid on that one. Yeah, and the, I agree. Replay, the replay looked really close. Again, if it's that close, give it to the blocker. You know, pace a play, yeah, keep the game moving, and you have an exciting chase down block in that spot. Like, I, who cares about a goaltending basket? I'm not saying I want goaltending, but on plays right. like those, yeah, they gave it to LeBron when way back when. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. That was a weird one, but you're right. He was. Yeah. They, he was. That was. Uh, that was another one there. Um, yeah, I mean. Uh, Kemba? Ooh. Oh, man. What another, do you think? another great what game. You another solid game. Yeah. I mean, you know, listen. we talked about it last, last game or last show, uh, bridging the gap, you know, between those stretches where the where, where they can't seem to score. I, I thought he did a really good job of just attacking, you know, keeping the, the Wizards on their heels and, of course, scoring and, and, and getting to the free throw line. You know, that, that's another part of his, of his game, I think, that uh, it's going to go a long way for this team. If he can keep doing that on a consistent level. What, what do you have, five? Yeah, he went four or five in the free throw line. Like, like you know, that's yeah. you know, five to eight free throws a game. You know, I, I think is easily. It's, 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 it's the stuff throw. around the basket that's encouraging. Yeah, he, that too, especially. Yeah, finishing right? strong. That's what we're finishing does. more, right? Yeah. Or I, the awareness of when not to just throw it up and get it blocked. He was he was trying to sneak too many shots up. I, I felt in the early going, and that could have been a rhythm thing where he thinks he's got a step and he doesn't realize like. Oh, this guy's big, or he's got me, or he's caught right. me, or I didn't get enough of it. And you know, right. like I said, he's keeping guys a little bit more on his hip. What he did to uh, was it Collins? Who 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 did he abuse last oh, game? Oh, I know you're talking about. I know you're talking about the, the when he when he switched up the no, on Turner on Turner <laughs> when he kept yeah. Miles Turner. That kind of stuff, you know, yeah. like he's doing more of that now um, that you can definitely see. So he's de definitely getting a lot more shots off, and also just pulling it back around when he doesn't have it. But the yeah. the, the Walker Tice combo. Um, there uh, in that fourth when it almost got away from them, that saved their bacon right there. Yeah, you know what? You know, you know what? Speaking of absorbing contact, and that's what he's been doing a really good job of lately. That three pointer usually it's way off, but to me that was three free throws when he got that it one been. in the fourth quarter. It should have been uh, that one. Give it to Kemba next time. That should have Kemba, been Kemba. Kemba Walker looking more like Kemba Walker, and that's really all this is about. I and and you know the problem with the Celtics this year is that they're asking players. They're asking a lot of players or a lot of their best players to do things that they aren't necessarily best at. And that's like playmaking and distributing and things like that. Like Kemba Walker just Good needs point. to play, play his game. And it's not up to him to come. It shouldn't be. It's not fair to ask him to completely change his game and who he is and adapt to everybody else where I, I mean, I still think he deserves the, the amount of, you know, respect where players should still be adapting, adapting and adjusting to him. Allow, allow him to play his game well, and play around him at certain points. This is going to be that conversation and the problem, right? Of can Tatum, Brown, and Kemba coexist when each right. of them need, needs the ball, you know? And, and you know, it's obvious. It's been obvious Jalen a couple times has felt underutilized and then has tried to force the issue in spurts and games or mm -hmm. the next game. So that's still a balance they're working on. And, again, I wish we were past this because this is just it, – it, it reeks of, you know, two years ago, which is – 
and again, it's not the same because it's not as many people who need the ball, but just having issues where you've got people who need the ball to be effective all the time. I, I hate saying it's an ill-fitting roster, but again, that's something you got, they got to figure out how to work it out. So it doesn't become an issue where, you know, only one guy can live while the other, you know, whatever the, 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 the whole Harry Potter thing. Uh, like you, you, you want them all thriving at the same time. So I, I saw an interesting stat tonight that the Celtics only throw their role men. Uh, Jared White said this 5% of the time in the pick and roll. And all of that seems to be Kemba. Like when Kemba's on the ball running that pick and roll, he's try- he seems to work in those centers in a way that no one else on this roster in terms of ball handlers does. And that's, you know, back to Tice, what got them going on those four straight yeah, assists. Yeah, he gets swallowed up a lot, though. There was a few that they tried with Rob earlier in the game where he just gets kind of eaten up and he can't make a pass to the, on the uh, on the roll there. Yeah, um, and that's like that's the gaps between Tatum, Brown, and Kemba. There's just these little advantages they all have over each other as ball handlers. You know, Tatum gets the most gravity. Kemba has that downhill view, the pull up, yep. that kind of stuff. And Brown gets to the basket probably better than all three of them. But he doesn't see. He's not finding people. Yeah. So like all three of them have advantages, and it's like, how do you? work out that hierarchy and it's it's obvious Tatum's going to get the most time there because he's your best scorer he's your best player but then number two is always going to be is Kemba going to work off the ball a little more is Brown going to work it's the story of this team really right now and as they've tried to get ball moving uh ball movement going these last couple of games Kemba's been such a big part of it they uh, Jimmy's right like you you can't have him off the ball more than uh, you you would ever in other scenarios I just watching Grant Grant Williams slander on the timeline just cracks me. He had up. a big three. Come on, dude! Every time I look at the chat, you mattered less tonight. He had a big three in the fourth <laughs> or the late third. I know. Yeah, it's like every time I look at the chat, it's like you know that everyone was holding their breath when he took that one. Yeah. I still so can't believe Tyson made that one on Friday. If it's not Teague in the chat, it's Grant in the chat. Yeah. Uh, hey, wait, Rob. So I put that one up. We can talk about the bigs a little bit. This was a pretty obviously Tice had an awesome game. This was a uh, Tice game, yeah. Two interesting things. Rob had one of those had a classic Rob maddeningly inconsistent game. Was late on closeouts. You know, d- defensive positioning all night seemed a little bit off. Fouling, fouling Foul so much. Fouling. Also, a couple of them were questionable. I thought one early was like he's there, but he fouled quite a bit. Um, so he did not have a really good defense. He had one of those games where, you know, Brad's like, this is why I don't play him games. Like he wishes he did a radio interview after tonight and he could put this game up and say, do you see? That's why I don't. But again, also he grabs, he, he grabs three alley-oops 15 feet above the rim. That start of the fourth was the whole rub experience, the 15 foot alley-oop. And he really does. They did the tracking on that Pelicans one a week ago. It was like 15 feet in the air. Oh my and then, God. and then after that, it's the offensive rebound right into the turnover. He, the, the rebound, he lands and he doesn't know where to go. He oh, he does that so much. He tried to outlet it, and there was nobody there, and he turned it over. So it looks like a, it looks like a, you know, it's such an easy play to crap on him. But also, he skied up over three people, yeah. you know, to grab the rebound. No, so he, he, left his, he left his feet, right, John? Like that's why he just threw a pass. Yeah, he left no his feet there because he lost. He's like, control. I don't want to be here anymore, and he turned, turned around, and there was no one there. <laughs> but in addition to Rob's, in addition to Rob's imperfect game, it was interesting. Tristan Thompson had a really weird stat line too. Oh, he had, that missed layup. I mean, but his – did you see his final stat line? I'm going to pull it up. It, it was, was – very boring. 
No, it was weird. Oh, it was he missed a ton of shots. Thirteen rebounds, one of nine. One of nine. Oof. How did? How are you a center? Rebounds. How are you a center in the NBA? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That one play. Yeah. That one play where he, he goes. Shoot outside like, shot. Where is he How shooting from? Zingas. If he's poor Zingas, that'd be different. But did you guys nine. see one of nine from three? Oh, the average distance of his shots was two point five feet away from the oh basket. My, the, the the name of the game tonight was when he bumped Robin Lopez off him into the stands because no, Robin flopped, right. and then wide open leg. He could have flushed that home, thrown it down, and he just did like the softest little uh, floater no. attempt right there. You can't dunk anymore. Missed it. But yeah, he tried to put it back with a dunk. They uh, that third quarter was brutal, and uh, you know they started the regular starting lineup. Tristan played I hope in that stretch. Tristan played in that stretch and never played again. Ne- yeah, never played again. Got, got he went. He went to the bench at the six minute mark, and he never came out again. You tried some Rob. Rob played into the fourth, inconsistent. Obviously, Tice came back in and closed, but they went with Semi and Grant and a different, different whatever. But. They were done with double big after the after the after the start of that third quarter, and uh, you know. This is all I'm trying to tell you guys. I'm not blasting Rob. I don't dislike Rob, but the center position is what it is. It's three guys splitting time, roles. You know who's hot that night, right. that kind of stuff. This monster, I like it. I just wanted to be two guys. It's Rob <laughs> Stone. Well, Thompson had value Stone's in that game. first half. He, he had a good first half. He did. Well, in uh, ideally, yeah, you would like to split those guys' minutes down the, you know, down the middle. But uh, I just think Thompson, those offensive rebounds, the, those nights when he comes up big, gives you those second chance opportunities. You know, the rah rah plays, the energy. I mean, this team, the second unit always needs that, John. That's the thing. So there's always, a, there's always a spot for him. Yeah. All we've been saying, all we've been saying throughout with the Rob Williams experience, <laughs> not to you know, redo the whole thing, is just simply. I, all I want to do is I want to flip his and Thompson's minutes and and their and the way they're being utilized. I, I Thompson to me should be the guy that occasionally plays nine minutes, sometimes plays 15, 18, depending on the matchup. But he should clearly be the third. And it should and and again, I just don't want to see that double big lineup really starting once you're full again. So again, the challenge is going to be when you have smart back and you have a fully healthy lineup and you go with your starters and you probably kick Thompson to the bench. What's the rotation look like there? And that's where it gets complicated. I'm I'm afraid, again, Rob's minutes are going to shrink down back to 13, 14, 15 there because of that, and that's going to drive me crazy. It's not as, you know, we're not talking about he should play 35 and everybody else 10, but right. I, I'm worried right. that I'm worried it's going to be too balanced, and I just think what he brings to the game far exceeds what Thompson's going to bring you, even though you're going to rotate them all in. That's That's basically the conversation. Well, after tonight, he, he may not play again. So, I mean, <laughs> that's that's the type of leash that he's on with Steven. So, uh, you know, but th- this is why what, why the name Rob Stonk came about is because you have these crazy up and down performances with him, like like GameStop. That's, that's, that's a great segment. Rob, that's why he's Rob Stonk, and you got to take the good with the bad. But you're right, John. I mean, we're not asking for 30-plus minutes. No, Nobody is, but he should be averaging, in my opinion, around 20. I think that's a fair number. And if that means cutting into some of Thompson's minutes, then I, I don't think anyone's going to be upset with that. And like you said, when Marcus Smart comes back, all those minutes are going to dwindle a little bit. I mean, that's 30 minutes that you've got to, that you've got to put together. Um, so yeah, he's going to, he's going to lose some minutes there, but um, you know, we talked about it so many times. He, for some reason gets treated like 
under a mic. Mistakes are under a microscope, unless on the team. It feels right. Like. Look, he did a he did a bad thing. That's why he doesn't play. In the meantime, right. while you're typing that thing that Rob did bad, one other player turned it over, and another guy friggin' airballed the three. Yeah. You know, like it's ice like traveled. Yeah, you're on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the turkey ice experience late like we were joking about it on the text thread but he hits those buckets and then he's late on a closeout he does something else here it's like they're imperfect players you know but, like right yeah Rob, Rob's positioning defensively still an issue too to some degree and i don't i don't overly criticize his defense because they're good out there defensively when he's out there i mean his defensive range fantastic but beer was pulling him out of the post tonight on those switches in a way that just wasn't sustainable like he would get that switch every time and just drag him right out to the three-point line and have that open lane to the rim and that's what was plaguing the celtics late here so again this is all situational like i actually think rob's in the perfect place right now minute wise he's in the perfect position to succeed with those bench units and he has great games right now. I don't know what you can be mad about. This notion that he's going to be a 30-minute game, Anthony Davis-level impact player. Yeah, but everyone every night's more Rob, more Rob, more Rob. It's not like he I doesn't still want play. More Rob. I still want more Rob. I, I still want more Rob. I still Wasn't want it the perfect amount of Rob tonight? Again, he's averaging 15. I want it to be closer to 25. He played 17 minutes tonight. I, I, I'm fine with like 22. Even so you would have pushed him further into the fourth after what we saw? Well, tonight wasn't his I'm night. Saying, I'm just saying regularly. I mean, yeah, obviously if he's having a shit night like Thompson, you pull Thompson, he's one for nine from the field. I mean, there's a player who's off, you take him out. I mean, that that's just the name. Of, that's coaching. But generally speaking, he should. the point is he should be playing more than what he has been playing. And I think his per performance is not necessarily yeah, it, tonight. But It was easy recent, to small tonight, so you just didn't need bigs. This wasn't a matchup where you were super worried that you had to get right. beefy down low, you know? Though, yeah, but Thompson having, had a good first half. He had those offensive rebounds. A couple kickouts, which was surprising. I, I mean, Josue was on top of that. You replace him with Rob in there. Rob's, Rob's rebounding and his offensive rebounding uh, ability is equal to, if not greater than Thompson's. We've seen it all season. So I just don't think Thompson does it at a higher level. When he gets right. those rebounds, great. But I don't think Rob would not have gotten as many rebounds given those minutes. If the only thing Thompson does better than Williams at this point is rebounding, I would argue that they're actually pretty close. If not, Rob is actually slightly a better rebounder. So I actually don't know Thompson's value anymore. Also because defensively he hasn't been great this year, which is why, again, I'm willing to live with Rob's, you know, uh, issues, but we've had this conversation a bit. What happened? At, what happened to our boy uh, Neesmith? Benched. <laughs> Gone, right? Yeah, that was that was weird. I mean, he'd been the first guy off the bench for weeks now. Gone. Seven. The last two games gone. He's out, he's out of the rotation. It just happened. I don't get it. I really don't. Like, I I, I get that Jeff. He, he doesn't shoot. He wasn't great. He doesn't shoot. Fired. But he's not, you know, minus those two back-to-back -back performances where he scored 14 points. I mean, he's been you okay, guys, right? I, I don't – I'm yeah. not in the camp of bench – you know, you have to bench Teague altogether. But you – you, uh, Neesmith has to get his reps in. Like, you have to find minutes for him. And, and I don't – I just don't agree with this, This, uh, you know, put him out there for a week and then pull him and then put him back out there and see what he's learned the last – you know, after what, what's a couple of DMPs going to do to the kid? You know, like, I don't like this experiment that bracket. I agree. You know, we're going to see him, right? Before the All-Star break, you're going to see Neesmith again. And then he's going to go into the All-Star break and come back and be like, where do I stand with this team? You know, and I guess that that is part of the uh, the rookie experience, especially for someone like, yeah. for someone like him, you know, the ups and downs of the, of the rookie experience. But I just don't get what, in the end, that's going to do for someone, for, for a team like the Celtics that's going to need someone like that in the long run. 
Yeah, Neesmith wasn't amazing in the recent weeks. Nope. He earned it with the scrappiness, with some of the defensive hustle that he showed and rebounding, those type of things. But it wasn't to the point where he was going to be a shoo-in for minutes. Now, I think what you could grapple with is Green versus him. You know, it's probably a similar level of impact between those two right now. Because honestly, if we're talking semi, you think? And I told you that I told you guys this a couple of months a month ago or so. If semi's right around that forty percent from three mark, and that ended up being the right guy to go to in the crunch time tonight. And you know, Green defensively, I think, is positionally sound, bring some verticality, some basket threat on offense. John's right. If Neesmith or Jimmy rather's Right. If he's not going to shoot, if he's not going to be a threat on offense, it's, it's really tough to play him. Yeah. yeah. That's what's killing me. I agree. Jimmy <laughs> had it back, but I agree that 100%. That's now like, they could do things to get him more involved, which we've talked minute. about. He's, he's, he's acquitting himself fine through hustle and thus not making it so he can earn his time. He's not going out there and playing like a dog, but he's not making the most of his opportunity because he's just not seeking out his shot he's not moving without the ball i don't know if that's by design but he's standing around again i don't know if the offense is stand in the corner to create space that's all we need you to do because he doesn't and then he just doesn't get the ball we've talked about brad not running sets for him but he's not looking for anything he's not you you look at a guy like pritchard when he's out there he's looking for his offense neesmith is not looking for his offense so don't quote me on this, but didn't very recently, and I don't know if it was on 98.5 or somewhere, Brad specifically mentioned, like, players can't be watching, like, guys like Tatum and Brown do everything and ex- and expect them to do it all. And they need to go out there and contribute on their own and, and look for their own shots. I wonder if that was if that was who he was talking about. Because Neesmith, I actually, when I heard a quote, something similar, I was, like, trying to think, oh, wait, who could he be talking about? Like, he's not talking about the bigs. He's not talking about... You know, a guy like Teague. I mean, it, it felt like Neesmith was maybe the guy he was he was referencing. And when you go back and look at look at the film, he doesn't shoot the ball. He doesn't look for the shot. They barely even look for him. I and mean, we joke about how they look him off and just completely ignore him. Maybe they're just maybe they just don't like playing with this guy. He's not ready to play play at this level. Uh, I know I know that so, we've gone on the show I, and say the only way he's going to get better is if he plays, which is true. But I, I was kind of surprised that he went from not playing to playing like twenty five plus minutes i thought that was a little weird i don't really like the dnps but at the same time if you have other guys contributing like green like semi then you're trying to win games at the end of the day i mean it's it's one thing to try to get a guy get a guy going get him acclimated but another thing if he's costing you wins and losses so i think there that he might be one of the players that stevens may have been referencing when saying that you know brown and tatum are having to do it all out there and guys are just kind of standing there and watching yeah. instead of contributing. No, I'm glad you bring that up. That's something I wanted to talk about on Friday when we didn't we, – we talked about a ton of stuff on Friday, but we didn't get to this. You know, John Corrales asked a great question uh, about the ball movement, things that we've talked about, like all the standing in the corner and the lack of motion and cutting and all that stuff. Right. And Brad said, you know, many of our guys' strength, best attributes, scoring with the ball, Kemba, Jalen, Jason. And then he says, we need a cut. We need to find more creative ways for others to break down the defense off the ball. And then he said, we got to force it. You know, we don't have the best personnel to do it right now, but we have to force it. And I actually thought Neesmith was part of a good unit, the second quarter unit on Friday uh, with Jeff Teague and others that were getting the ball popping, moving, cutting, that kind of stuff. 
Jeff, <laughs> you missed it on Friday. I said a few nice things about Jeff T. Yeah, you missed yeah, it. Right. I knew you enjoyed it. It though. wasn't. It wasn't an apology, Cam, but it was a few nice things. Heard, heard, then. You missed a very. You missed a tough weekend for Bobby. To the precipice of the apology, Cam. Yeah. The, hey, the, the Brad. You're Brad, still on the hook for the Kemba one. Brad, Brad, bad, Rob, good, Teague, good. I, I can't believe I missed these last two games. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Rob was so good on Friday. <laughs> but yeah. Is Neesmith part of the solution there, or is he part of the problem in that sense? The standing, the watching. I, I think Brad's standing, been... but again, we don't know. Is is he supposed to? I, I can't believe that's if he's Brad doing. Brad says he's on the four for four spacing. That's what he says. That's what I mean. And so I understand if it's basically we just want you to hang in the corner. If one of these guys comes down, we'll we'll get you the ball. It never happens, mm -hmm. but he does that. He, he on offense, he comes and he runs to the corner and he stays there. For 20 seconds. I don't have a problem with that, John. Honestly, for 10, 11 minutes, I don't because you know what? Brad has always talked about how he's Come adjusting. Come off the screen, speed. something? He, he's adjusting to the NBA speed. So let him adjust, okay? He's not going to adjust sitting on the bench. He's not going to adjust pulling up to practice two hours early like he's been doing. And he continues to do that. That's going to help your game. It's going to help you, you know, get time on the floor. But how is he going to adjust to NBA speed? If, but if Joe Sway. What, what if Tatum, what if Brown, what if those guys trust Green, Ojale more? It's, it's like Brady and the receivers. I'll pull a John here. Like What, what if he trusts the Julian no, Edelman and a crowd? I'm not saying play the guy for 20 minutes. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I just don't, I don't understand. Again, you know, big picture-wise, I feel like this no, team is going to come down. It's going to come down to needing more scoring from the perimeter. going to come down to that's why we want to see. That's why we want the forced minutes. Yeah. No, Friday was the that's formula. Right. I'm with you, Joe. That's kid. why you want that. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know? Friday was a better formula than tonight. Because honestly, Green wasn't that great tonight. I mean, in crunch time, he came up big with the bucket there, which Neesmith probably kind of gotten in that spot. But there was room for a few Neesmith minutes here. You're right, Josue. Well, that's the thing. is like Green played 33 minutes. Like, yeah. he's just not that type of a play. Like, yeah. Would Green play 33 minutes on any other team in the NBA? I, I find it, like, hard to believe. <laughs> Breaking news. Depends Breaking on the news. week. Breaking news. Ready? Yeah. Oh, Daniel Tice just really just just revealed that Romeo is close to returning. Daniel wow. Tice just revealed that uh, he was talking about it. Daniel Tice just released. That's what you sound yeah, like. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, okay, they're, they're, yeah, that was, a, big that was a weird verb. <laughs> Daniel Tice, I can't wait until after the All Star break when we hopefully have everything back. I think Smarks coming back. I think Romeo is close. That's Brad the closest. That's the closest we have to a Romeo update. Brad What's literally it? forgot his name. It's like Brad. Brad, it's, Brad, Brad was looking at the team. Was like, did he just say Romeo? Romeo's <laughs> like one of those Winter Soldier names for Brad. That's going to trigger him into something. Like he's he's not allowed. No one's allowed to. Like he's not allowed to talk about it. Like he won't <laughs> give you anything on Romeo. So this is the closest we have to an update. Romeo is so far away. You see him on the back bench back here. He wears winter gloves in the garden just because he's. You're so far from the court. It's so cold in here. So it's, only, it's yeah. only the only way you can stay warm. Who do you think these guys hate more, Romeo or Neesmith? The Celtics, because they clearly probably. don't like those guys. Probably Neesmith. <laughs> yeah. Seems like they definitely like don't like him, right? They played. Like, yeah, they they got Romeo more involved than in this. It felt like, and it it was close. I mean, they've both been largely uninvolved, but when Romeo was around, he was more involved than when Neesmith's been around. It feels like. I know. It's now. That with, yeah. with, oh, who's yeah. going to be the chosen one between those two when Langford gets back? I mean, it just adds another layer to this. 
You know, Brad likes the defense, and Langford's got that. Well, you you want you said you'd trade him for um, Barnes, so maybe there's a deal deal there. That's a, I mentioned this on uh, Friday, John. One Kings writer wrote, "All he wants for Barnes is knee Smith." That's what? it. Yep. All you need is Neese Smith. I, yeah. Uh, you could clone Neesmith and send three of them over there for, for, for Barnes, and I would do that. I right? was a little hesitant Sounds on sus. Friday to, to say sus, that, to, to pull that trigger, but I don't know. I mean, I'll I do Neesmith, yes. Neesmith, no, and you can have a draft pick, too. Now, if he has 15 points in two days, he'll be untouchable. That's how it goes well, around so here. That's, what do you, Bobby, you literally said Rob Williams was basically untouchable on Friday. I, I still kind of feel that way. Like I, John, I wouldn't give him up Rob loosely. Williams, he won't trade. He, he doesn't what want did to play say? Rob Williams. What he did we say? Play Rob Williams. He said he wouldn't include no. Rob Williams in, in a package for Vucevic. Because that, that's Jimmy, my point. Remember, it's a process. So working towards them. Right? What, what did we say? We said it. We said this a few weeks ago or months ago. The reason this, the Celtics at this point have no one of any value. If and right. when they do get people of value, no one's going to want to trade them anymore. Heck, so yep. if, That's exactly if what Williams said. starts to play like he did on Friday, no one's going to want to include him into a package for Barnes. Now it's going to be like, can we just do Grant and oh, Bar- no. instead? Barnes, absolutely. Bobby said he wouldn't include him in a package for Vucevic. Yeah. So that's what happens is you need these guys to play better, to be attractive enough to trade right. them. Hey, but Bobby the problem thinks- is we fall in love with these guys, or Celtics fans fall in love with these guys, and the second you see flashes, you're like, oh, my God, not Rob, right. you know? He's part of the right. future. They're working toward more minutes, more in the part season. The and then in yeah, but guys, guys, guys like that, man, they got to show out in the postseason. Like, like That's what makes a team say, okay, I like this guy. I want that guy. You know, he can yep. do something here that will really help us, you know, put us at the next level. And until that happens, you know, this upcoming postseason, I'm, I'm sure Rob will get plenty of, Whatever, whether it's playing time, Rob, or whether we get what Jimmy wants, the 20-minute Rob, we're going to get one of the others. So he's going to get plenty of uh, exposure. Unless, like Jimmy said, they initially love these guys in the draft, any opposing team. Okay. It is interesting to think about what the market's going to be like. Like, we all assume it's going to be this tough, but I hear a writer say Neesmith, and that's it. And I'm like, all right, that might be – might be writer. able to play that ball a little bit any, more now. Does that guy have any followers? <laughs> It could be me saying that. I mean, would you believe me? Right. I said, Who oh, yeah, give me this guy. Like, who the hell am I? Did we depends who you spoke to, Jimmy. I believe you. Depends who you spoke to. I'm like, who is who your source? Who's your source here? Literally nobody. It's probably like, who knows? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but ahead. Jimmy, you, Jimmy, you're not going to go on Twitter and be like, oh, if you want Marcus Smart, just give us Okongwu. You know, just give us uh, uh, Kira Lewis, like some guy from the draft sure. last year. You might say something crazy yeah. like that. I don't say crazy just, things. Come on. I'm just. Not, I'm just not going to put any stock into it. I mean, I have no idea who he, that guy's talked to. I it was. It was one is. of their bigger writers on. Oh, I can't oh, think oh, of that. Wait a minute, yeah. wait a minute, Bobby. You're not doing the. You're not doing the. Another reporter said it, but it's what you think is enough to do. You're not doing that thing, are you? No, no. He tweet. I'll find the tweet for you guys later. I'll tweet it out. Yeah. But you know what I mean, right, Bobby? Some people do that. Some people was like, "We think. I think this might happen, and I don't have a source to say it. But I'm going to say, oh, I heard from another reporter that is like, wait.' We should. No, we he should tweeted this out. I'm going to go find the. I'm going to go find the tweet. Oh, yeah, that's right. You said the tweet. Okay. Right. Get yeah. drapes. We should get drapes on the show. Get his opinion. What does who... Draper want for Harrison? No, I had, yeah. I had drapes on 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 Causeway. Did Street. you ask that question, Josue? No. Yeah. Well, he was the one. Obviously, we talked about TPE options, and he was the one that was like, "Listen," and I agree with him. 
what's going to force Sacramento to do this trade right now? He's got years on his contract. Uh, again, it's going to be one of those, I'm not going to call it a godfather offer, but it's going to be the, the, the centerpiece of, the, of a package deal for someone like Barnes. It's going to be more than someone like Rob Williams or, or, or Neesmith, you know? More than Rob? No. I threw out Marcus, Marcus Smart, and he said that, that that could get the conversation started. Oh, come on, Draper. He's doing the Kings, the Celtics thing for the Kings now. <laughs> Draper's just trying to get fired. So, Draper's trying to get fired so we can get back here. <laughs> I mean, between that, you realize the, way what he, the, it, the way he put it, Halliburton and, 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 uh, Marcus and, uh, Smart and, and, and De'Aaron and De'Aaron Fox, those are only the essential quote unquote untouchables that he sees on that roster. See, and I said I'd yeah. give away Smart for Collins, but Collins is one thing. And Barnes is, I mean, Barnes is a role player. He really is, you know, like that's what I, I wouldn't see, give yeah. up a future no, piece. They need, Bobby, they need a really good role player right now. Yeah, but you're gonna give up one of your a very important role. One of your like best players right now and smart or a foundational Smart's future piece. They don't have another they don't, because they're because they're yeah. What you lose is greater than what you add. They there. have no playmakers. You if you had no, something, I, else, I'm not in the camp that I would I would I would do something like that. I'm just in the camp of it's gonna take more than a Neesmith to, to get a deal like that done. Yeah, underrating the picks, right. guys. I mean, the picks are so crucial because you can kick this into the future add now and give up nothing now like this team's so, so thin they can't give up stuff now so this was the question i was going to ask next oh, here we are, are tp we, talk we're, we're getting in this okay this is officially the silly part of the show i guess <laughs> yeah we're back we're going to talk about trading jalen brown and bradley b and all this okay okay i'm just asking you this if if, if you had to make a big splash does this do it hey i've been saying that no this is not for, forget no. about how much you like Jalen style and fit players. Is there is there anything Beal does for this team currently that Jalen doesn't do? I don't know. I don't. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do Jalen. Now you might need to, but again, you're swapping out something that you need for the system that you want to carry forward. You want a big three there. Now I dump everything. You know, seven picks, Rob, Neesmith, uh, Langford, all that different kind of stuff. It might not be enough, but my scenario is if he ended up forcing his way here eventually, you kind of have the upper hand in that spot. So that's the only way they're going to do it. They would never flip Brown for him. So what's funny is you realize like 98% of the NBA would absolutely think that this is a win for Boston. But like here, right. it would be like we can't give up Jalen. It could be a win, but you're swapping out an all-star for an all-star. And that – I don't – it might move the needle a little bit, but – You'd still have an depth issue. You'd still have defensive concerns. It could, it could be a lateral move. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a lateral it's not, move. That's a good way to put it. Sounds like a lateral move at best. You know, you want to put him next to those guys. You want to have him as the third guy. You know, when that contract is up, maybe sometime down the road, if the Celtics, you know, position themselves. But you don't want to swap out one of these all stars <laughs> for Beal. You want to put him next to those two all stars. That's Bobby's trade right there. That's yeah, dump those picks. I never want to talk great about comment. the draft again. That's a great comment, <laughs> man. Jalen for Beal, would I do it? It's so tough, man. I mean, oh, it's here tough we go to again. That. Too many wings. It's just tough. It's tough to say no to to acquiring a guy like Beal. I mean, something to say no to the leading scorer in the NBA. Yeah. But again, right? It's just tough. I mean, you're giving up. You're giving up Jalen Brown, and, and and with the idea that you actually think he could get better right than he are than he is i think beal is as good as you're ever you know and he's very good but i don't think he's going to get any better 
Listen, did, yeah, but did those two, he those, just those did, two right? Lot, maybe it's just me, but it reminds me a lot of LeBron and, and D Wade. It would be very, very similar, you know, their approach and the way they would attack. You need three. I mean, did Brooklyn give up Kyrie for Harden? You know, you do whatever you can to just get those three together, trade I, everything else. I don't think you do it because of the lateral move uh, aspect of it, but it is an interesting. Uh, uh, now they've been really good tonight would have been eight out of nine for them so they're trending in the right direction that yeah. the, would the scenario i played out early in the year is kind of gone for them right now they're going to be in the playoff picture deep into the year probably because i know we stopped talking about it but i just want to reiterate that the whole rob thing and treating him what we said in the show last show john is that you one of the reasons why danny Ainge might not want to make a, a deal right now is because if he can hang on to Rob for the rest of the season and through the playoffs, which is another reason why you don't tank, and Rob puts together some good performances, you really do have a good tradable asset to put with the TPE. And you can now you can talk about maybe a, a Beal-like levels trade. If I'm not saying that that's all Can't do Beal then. He's I know, 35 million after this year. No, I, I get that, but I'm talking about a, that caliber of a player with the TPE involved because right now you really can't get that great of a player with the TPE because, again, you don't have a whole lot of assets to put with it. We've, I know that we've really talked about this a lot, but now it's starting to say, okay, you might have, you might have something here in Rob, right? So if you hold on to that and he puts together a solid season and a solid postseason, you have something to offer, which is better than not having anything to offer. Whether or not you end up pulling the trigger or not on the deal, you at least have that option now. Hey, I, I think you got to push the issue on it. You need stuff now. You can always trade that stuff later. I wouldn't, You're going to tank a season if you don't add stuff now. I keep saying this. They're way too thin. If they get injured come playoff time, they're an automatic out at that point. If you get injured come playoff time, That's you, the way you it is. With it. That happens all yeah. the time. You know, yeah. what's going to happen? It's going to happen almost every year. You need pieces I mean, in place look, that allow you to sustain. When you're talking about having to go for it, Bobby. You're talking about aging superstars, and they've just on the downside of their prime, and your window is closing with these guys. This right. isn't the case. You have your two superstars locked up who haven't even hit their peak yet. Yeah, so but I, I think what you there is no single season desperation surrounded like surrounding this year. If they tank or they go one and done in the first round. So be or someone gets hurt and they fall, you know, down and they're in an eight seed. So be it. You re, you you reload. Yeah, I mean, you right. come back with in the twenty five uh, twenty five and under if superstars. You, if you don't get something in the off season at that point, you're you're losing this twenty eight million dollar hole forever. Like, Maybe it's a gamble. We all know it's, it's a, a gamble. massive gamble bringing to the off season. If, if you but it, it's no worse than squandering it on nothing. Gamble for using it now too. Using it now for something that doesn't really do anything for you long term. You only make the you make the deal when the deal is there, and if it's yeah. and if you lose it, that's the gamble. But I get it. Like it's still better than throwing it away on crap right now. Just just to yeah. try and save this season. Like that makes no sense. I'm you're, with you, John. Right but now, no. It's you're, go ahead, Josue. But you're trying to you want to make it count. You don't want to just use right. it to marginally improve. I'm, I'm with you on that, John, but I think it would be a, a, a colossal, you know, collapse if they were to get bounced out of the first round for obvious reasons. But specifically, the the, the thing that we talked about earlier in the show, I mean, those guys, the the, the Shemmies or, or whoever, you know, Nate Neesmith, Rob Williams, 
you want to uh, get deep into the playoff because everyone will be watching. You want to put those guys on the national stage. And, and I think, yeah, you go into the TP, uh, you go into the offseason, and let's say you haven't used the TPE, at least now these guys, their stocks are, are higher than they ever were now. You know, we're talking, what, weeks away from the deadline or, or whatever it is. And you have a better chance to, to, to make a deal, you know, whereas in the past you didn't have a whole lot of assets to play with and you didn't have, you know, uh, you know, the TPE to, to, to plug in there to, to make a make a deal work. And now you do. And, and maybe the, a couple of those players, uh, there are teams out there that are, that are more likely to do a deal because one of those guys they really like and they saw what they did in the postseason. Eventually, there'll be sellers in this market. And at that point, the asking price isn't going to be smart. It's probably not even going to be Rob at that point. Like, There's going to be deals out there, and I still think Barnes could end up in that place where the acquisition costs were there wouldn't be insane or you know something you just can't do. Like, There's going to be, if they make an aggressive offer, especially with the picks, I think, there's going to be moves to be made this year. Like, Again, I wouldn't be giving up the top-level assets for the role guys for the depth that they need, but they can't do nothing right now. And even Ainge, as hesitant as he was to use the TP in those interviews last week and Wick, they said they might use part of it because they know they need something. There's got to be something here. They can't do nothing with this team because the team's so thin. They need so much right now. They're punting on a season of Tatum and Brown's prime. Even if you don't think they can win it all this year, you got to – you got to commit to it. You you're not some- punting. You're just playing it as it lies. You're always looking to improve. Playing it as it lies is a disaster. They I'm lost saying- the player and didn't replace him. I know, but that was – that's what happened. You know, like, what do you so- mean? They got – That's what he did with those – It's not always an option. To, like, you can't always undo everything you've done. That's the thing is because they've always been so rich in assets, you could always say, well, just flip the picks for a star. Now they don't have those assets anymore. Like I said, they have, they have this, all of their picks. They have this piece of paper and some really crappy picks and a bunch of guys, young guys on the They're roster that don't have value yet. So it's this great. Point, yeah. How do you know? 2025, who knows what the team could look like then? Again, I mean, some protections on like, that. Swaps. When you have Tatum and Brown locked up for yeah. the next, Especially in the Eastern Conference, Bobby, where you don't have to go 500 to make the playoffs. I mean, you can look into the Celtics' future and see that you're not going to get anything better than a 15 or 16 pick from them at at, war, at best in the next four years. It's not worth it. You're outside the lottery unless you have to get you have to go way into the future to get into to to think that you're going to get in the lottery just based on the fact that they have Brown and Tatum. Yeah, two guys under 25. Two guys hey, under 25 their stars. You can roll those guys out every year with uh, with this. You're going to make, a, make the playoffs every single year. Into the playoffs. Yeah. Hey, I mean, there's definitely a risk to doing it now. There's risk to waiting as well. You you mentioned the advantages of waiting. There's teams with cap space. There's free agents that can't be acquired. Yeah, your pick's not as valuable at that point. Every team's wheeling and dealing. So there's a lot of more competition for different players at those spots. It, there's so much of a risk if you wait up until the last moment i know the date isn't exact i think it is next fall that the tp disappears uh, so there no, would be some time year yeah so into the fall essentially so the problem is the clock is just ticking so fast at that point the sense of urgency is going to rise so high the costs could even push higher at that point like i think the need this season to have an extra player to have depth to have you know a position that you don't have right now in the wing or point guard or wherever else, it's just so crucial to this team right now because I don't think this team's in a spot, even though I mentioned tanking a few a week ago, that you don't give up on this entirely. And you certainly don't do nothing. 
like sitting in the middle the way they are right now is just it's not an option to me it really isn't yeah. they're rung below the best of the east but they're too good to be getting any good sort of pick or anything like this point and do we really want to be heading into the draft next year talking about who the celtics are going to pick after these last couple of years i mean i want to have no pick whatsoever i want to just sleep through draft night this summer are you, you upset Bobby? plenty of time to trade the pick you don't need to trade it like by tomorrow you still can like picks have, picks have greater value when the people know what the picks are no i disagree when there's a promise of it being like 15 or 16 right now compared to whatever it could be if it's not gonna here. be 15. it's not gonna be that bad that's about where they are right now but there i mean i'd be surprised if it was that good of a pick maybe it will be fine throwing Let's this out argument there. fine Throwing this out there for the Beal people, this is the one scenario we've talked about where Beal is possible. The only scenario is he pulls a Harden and holds him hostage and says, trade me to Boston or else. That's, That's it. That's coming. That's coming. For no, sure. but I mean, it has to be, it has to be Boston, Boston or else. And I do not believe. That's my conspiracy. Scenario. Well, no, you know it's going to be. It's going to be the short list of teams, you know. And but on the short know. list, again, if it's Boston, Miami, I, I still think no matter who we're up against, who the Celtics are up against, they're gonna have they're gonna be short on assets. Yeah. Has any player ever right. demanded a trade to Boston? I mean, what are we like? We're, this is what we it's do. It's the Tatum thing, Jimmy. Do. They. I Who does get he want to play with? Buddies. Yeah, but Jimmy. Yeah, he you can make a list. You don't think Boston can make it on guy. that? Make it on that list? Maybe they can make it on that list, but they they still need to have a good good trade package to get him. Hey. Just because he wants to go to a certain team doesn't mean the Wizards are going to bend over backwards. All you have to do, everything I've said tonight, everything I've said tonight, you just have to look at that Rockets-Nets deal. I know it was ridiculous, and the Rockets have done some stupid things, but Harden strong-armed them in such a way that all it took was some picks and a couple players and another team to get involved. Like it If he's really players. pushing yeah, Boston. Yeah, he yeah. traded good players and a lot of picks. Yeah, but see, what, do we, what do we talk about last show, Jimmy, though? What do we, who do we compare Robert Williams to? You know, how did that deal get done? That was a big part of that, right? That's a big pillar. Someone like Jared Allen. If yep. they don't have a rise, if, his stock, if, his, if his stock rises up, you know, maybe he's the Jared Allen of the trade. Maybe Neesmith is uh, Levert. You know, it, it just, it's just too early to say right now. But I think Bradley Beal down the road, absolutely, 100%. If they don't get things together in Washington, which is a really good chance of that, I think he demands a trade. And if he makes a short list, you, you don't think Boston's on that list? I think 100%. Oh, absolutely. He, he yeah. knows going into the situation what it's going to be. Playing next to Jason Tatum, playing for someone like Brad Stevens. These two, they talk about this stuff all the time. You know, they, they, coming up from, from, from St. Louis together, the background, everything. This for is what sure. Celtics fans do. This is what they do. They trick themselves into thinking that they are like the top option in the NBA. Listen, I'm not ruling it out. I I can see a scenario where, where, where Beal puts the Celtics on the list. Again, it's still going to be difficult to make that trade happen. I'm not going to rule it out. I'm not counting on it. You're right. You're right sure. about that, Jimmy. Yeah, the pieces are tough to line up there. You're going to need a third team. You're going to need some assets coming in here. And that's another reason why if you get aggressive with the TP now and you bring in a player or players that Washington would want, let's think John Collins, you know, something like that. All of a sudden, you have a better package, you know, by multiple steps. Isn't that kind of what led the KG thing into Varmanis? You, you flip the draft pick, you flip Green, Allen's here now, and all of a sudden, Garnett's a little more willing to play ball. It'd be the other way around. You're trying to make yeah. the team play ball. The Ray, Allen, the Ray Allen trade is what really did it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, yeah, there's steps to this. Garnett, Garnett's side off on the. Yeah. 
Right. Go ahead, John. Sorry. No, you've got the two stars. And so it's easier to net a third. I don't think Bradley wants to stick around. Yeah, but now you gotta you gotta acquire him without giving up the second star, which is the hard part. And then Beal's salary goes up to thirty five million this summer, so the TP is not an option. So now you're talking about matching money. It gets tricky, and I don't think anyone thinks that Beal is gonna ask out this year. I think the only way that happens, whether it's this year or next, is if they just decide that you know Tatum and Brown don't work anymore. I think that's the only way. It's something we would actually consider trading for someone like Beal because that would do it, right? I don't think there's any way they give up Brown. Jalen Brown, that Jalen Brown, and and a trade from him for Bradley Beal gets that done 100%. Ainge isn't trading Brown. Biggest trophy because he got killed for the pick. He was certain on it. He held on to him and wouldn't give him up for how many different superstars along the way. Paul George, no. Leonard, no. Friggin' package him together for this. No, we, people call us on Jalen and we hang up the phone. He's been so <laughs> adamant about not trading Brown. And now that he's finally turned into a legitimate star, I just don't see him trading him. I, I don't. Dan, and it's, it, Brown is Danny's great crowning achievement where everyone thought he – they booed the freaking pick on draft night. Yeah, you know, but that no, wasn't about Jalen. I, 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 I get know, it. I it was know. about ignorance. Andy's yeah. got a phenomenal contract, okay? There's – I. And he's young. I, yeah, five years yeah. versus two. My contract but, is, yeah. But it's the five-year bargain max. You know, it yeah. wasn't max max. You know, like he's got a great contract for his value. And again, it's, it's a it's a lateral move. You, you're not getting yourself I, I just anywhere. Don't think does it. Yeah. 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 I don't either. And that's why I don't think you're going to get him. Yeah. So, so we've hit the nice hour thought, mark, guys. But... I, I, we, we, let's let's wrap it up because it is it is a school night and we've we, we've hit the hour mark here. But give me oh, close. Watch out, watch out for those rats, man. It's rat hour over there. Sometimes close I start out. seeing things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bobby, you're at the garden. You you can you can start us off. So who's next? Raptor or oh, Clippers? Right. Clippers the, and then. So there is a real chance here. Vulnerable Clippers. Man. Celtics are ten and five at home now. Played well here. They've blown out a couple teams. They've closed some tough games here Friday, today. It's a real chance to go 4 0 before the break here and end up in a much better spot. And as we've talked about tonight, send a message in this. It's not the trade deadline for another month, but into the stretch of six days where teams aren't doing anything. Maybe some converging on the All Star game there. You know, maybe fire up some talks, get things going a little bit believe in this team a little more than they have you know they're a little healthier right now they got Kemba playing better if they go into the break on a four-game win streak it's going to be a total flip of uh, the perception around this team compared to where it was a week or two ago but the margins are still so thin you see tonight you see on Friday where they almost blew it like they have to be so perfect in all these games down the stretch and they've struggled so much in the fourth quarters which they're finally starting to turn around that it's going to be tough to get out of this 500 funk Again, we all expected this to be like the early season with Kemba gone, all that stuff. Like I expected 500 through 20 games, but to be, you know, into the 30s now, 500, it could be a 500 stretch all season for all we know, the way the team's built right now. So I'll be stunned if they can get out of that, but they can't dip too far below 500, which is what they were at risk of doing a week ago. And now they're in a much better spot because these two wins. Yeah, no question. And this is a good chance for them to grab a win here. And uh, but they they have to they have to do a full full forty eight minutes here. You know, come out strong, and, and you can you can get a win against this vulnerable Clippers team. Uh, what is it? They 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 lost they lost tonight actually. I think it was they lost to the uh, the Bucks. They lost to the Grizzlies. They've been winning one, lose one, winning one, lose one. They're just looking for the 
they're looking for the break right now. They're looking for the halftime break or, or the uh, midseason break. And I, I think everybody you is. A, you grab a huge lead in that first half, and you could you could beat the Clippers. And that's going to be a big uh, a big win for this team. Three wins heading into the break. I mean, they need it. Kemba Walker's looking good. Jason Tatum is out of his funk. Jalen Brown will be back into the fold. This is a big game for the Celtics. I think they could actually win this. And uh, I got the one in this one. Jamie? Uh, my final thoughts, it was a good win uh, Sunday night against the Wizards. Um, it was a game that I didn't expect them to come back and win, so it was refreshing to see Jason Tatum and you know the rest of the squad pull it off. Uh, they're starting to get some help from other guys. Kemba Walker you know, obviously has been a huge plus recently. Daniel Tice had a massive shot on Friday night, and then he performed well Sunday. So the big thing was you know, somebody needs to help Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Well, people are starting to help. So you get through you get through this week here. Whether or not you win or lose is not going to be the end of the world. Get to the All-Star break. Hopefully get some good news on Marcus Smart. Once you get him back into the mix, this is why I'm saying don't make a big, big panic trade. If you can get Marcus Smart back and start relying on the guys that you know can contribute the way they have in the past, you're going to be okay. You're going to be a playoff team. You're going to be a tough out. You may not be the best team in the East, but you're not going to tank. You're not going to miss the playoffs. And you're going to go into the offseason with as many assets that you that you have, and you're going to go in with the idea to improve from there. So uh, I, that's why I say don't panic and don't act like this is like a closing window. Um, you know, you're still capable of pulling off wins like you did today with the players you have, and that was without Jalen Brown. So I think it comes down to health and having guys start to contribute the way that you've seen them in the past. Yeah. All right. I'm going to say a couple, couple quickies. So apology cam time. No, I'm hoping Tatum. I'm hoping this is the game Tatum turns the corner. Um, hopeful, okay, into that kind of killer, killer Tatum mold. Two, I'm not at all in panic mode surrounding this team because I do think it is it, they they're too thin to to be out one and two and three guys at different times. Um, and I'm for some reason remarkably bullish on Romeo and I have no idea why, but I don't I think know why it, either. I think it's going to make some sort of a difference. I don't know why. It just <laughs> Okay. I, I mean, it can't be worse. It's going to be inspiring. And changes, be I hate him. Like, is I, it time for him to get involved enough? I watched him play last year for two seconds. I'm like, I hate this guy. And I feel this way about Neesmith, too. I'm like, oh, God. But I still, for some reason, I feel like something's going to happen. I can't figure out. I don't think he's going to be a star, but I think something's going to – it's going to make a difference. That style of player is a style of player we need. I just – whatever. The third thing, and this will drive me a little bit nuts, is now you've got Jalen Brown uh, with his knee situation again uh, flaring up. And every single person thought that the all-star game was a crappy idea. And then yet nobody is just saying, I'm not going to play in it. So Durant right did. Now, huh? Durant, Durant did. did. Yeah. Right now it's time for Jalen to absolutely bow out of this game. Oh, no, come on. 100%. Agreed. Do not play if he's hurting, game. yeah. If he's hurting, yeah, don't play. Are you kidding me? If you're in a management situation right now and, and you're day-to-day – and you haven't already, but you absolutely bow out of this game. It is insane that that hasn't happened yet. You do not go play because it's your first selection. It's going to be fun. It's going to be special. That's not the game. That's not what you're paid to do. You're He's you're about to play, boo. I think he should either that or be like, hey, coach, five minutes. I don't think he should, I don't think he should oh, yeah. give up a spot. I think he should go and enjoy it. And I don't think he yeah. should play. But yeah, I think he should make an appearance in Atlanta. Yeah. No, you know, he's been through the ups and downs of this career. I mean, this is a guy who. 
he wasn't quite sure if he had a home here in Boston because of the turmoil of that season with Kyrie Irving at point guard. And, and he came out, you know, we, we've seen it, obviously, the last two seasons. So I think this is a, a, a great uh, opportunity for him to come back from that as a reformed and better player. But he gets a medal. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. How like many minutes is he going to get anyway? Tatum came back from his first off-off selection looking like a superstar. You know, I think the same thing happened. He's going to play every Celtic 38 minutes. So I was just going to say, I'm cool with Jalen going because he earned it, but I, I really think that Brad should just text Doc and be like, yo, take it easy on Jalen Brown because, you know, he's hurt or whatever. So if he, if he you know, plays in the game, I'd like him, I'd like him to play like 10 minutes, but I don't know if that's going to happen. So it's too bad because these guys should be resting. I, I probably sound like an old man, like don't go to the all-star game. I hate rest, but, the game period. But it is what it is. And, you know, they're going. So, but anyway, that's uh we got two more yeah. this week, right? Yeah, Clippers on Tuesday, Tuesday Raptors on Thursday. And then, is that it? Yep. Mm-hmm. Then we need a break. And they have a week off. They have a week off, and they play next to fall. We all need a break. You guys, though, we're going to miss we'll, we'll miss you guys during the break, but we'll still be doing garden reports and midseason reports and different things like that while the team is on break. So we're here. We're not going anywhere. Uh, we're back on Tuesday. Um, and that's going to do it for Jimmy, Bobby, Joe Sway, uh, Celtics win, good close, good finish. We're happy Jimmy joined us. We didn't know that was going to happen. Bobby Manning has a long night ahead of him. He's at the garden right now. He's got a lot of work to do. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What's yeah, the scene, Bobby? Sure. Anybody in there? Anybody there right Let's now? Let's see what's going on. Thank you. I mean, they cleared that court quick after the game winner. Everyone was just gone. There wasn't much celebrating going on, but yeah, everyone's yeah, gone now. Ice? Just me and John Corrales up here. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, no, it's still court. They're not changing. I guess we're the Bruins away. Yeah. It is what it is. I mean, I'll say this. The Knicks got fans back last week. They had a big win the other night. Probably, you know, 2,000, 3,000 people. But you could, mm-hmm. going from zero to that, it's a big difference. So in a couple of weeks when they get the fans back here, it's, it's going to be a world of a difference atmosphere-wise. That's going to be cool. I'm wondering if we're going to have a beef media presence too. It's going to be cool, and I, I wonder how much tickets are going to cost. I feel like tickets would be wicked expensive. for. Oh, like, it's going to be robust. Events, right? Yeah, season ticket holders, and then, you know, they're going to have to give it up. Pay? I want If you're watching in the chat, like, how much would you pay to go to a Celtics game right now with 2,000 fans? I mean, players are going to hear you. Like, you're going to actually have maybe a little bit of an effect on things. Like, Go check I mean, stuff up, Jimmy. I'm sure they're up already. How many fans unique. are 12% capacity? It's like 2,000 yeah, so like. 2,300 is the number I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I wonder if more media will be allowed. I haven't been to a game this year, so. Uh, All four, they'll give us a studio up here, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we so want we'll it. See. We're excited. That'll be fun. It's a fun little dynamic. We'll throw that into there. Bobby will, Bobby will maybe get heckled at games, too. That'll be cool. I yeah. can't wait to, uh, <laughs> to see Peyton Pritchard's face when he realizes how crazy the city is for him. <laughs> like that's the like that's the cool part about this, right? People who even the players last year, right? Grant they Williams, don't know. Like yeah. they don't know playoff garden, you know, playoff right. atmosphere. And face it, when this when this starts, every game's gonna be playoff atmosphere just because they'll also hear every boo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the chance, yeah. the demoralizing chance that Boston's infamous for, the the swearing that always makes it on TV. Yeah, the these are these are season ticket holders. Yeah, they're not coming, they're kind oh. of coming lately. The it's fire gonna be, stuff. It's going to be a legitimate. Yeah, you might get some of that too. It's going to be a legitimate advantage, I think. 
Yeah. It I have a buddy who's a season <laughs> ticket holder. I'm going to ask him what he's planning on doing with the tickets because a lot of season ticket holders will sell the tickets, but this is the year to check to go, right? I mean, you're never, hopefully, you'll never, you know, get to experience something like this again. So uh, it might be worth worth checking out a game if you, if you can. Yeah. Uh, if the if the two games under, they'll put everybody in the balcony. If the two games over, they'll all be in the loge. It, it'll depend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's it. We'll wrap it all up. Right. Good luck.